0: And welcome to our discussion, Employee Wellness Programs, Best Practices in the Midst of Legal Uncertainty. I'm Lisa Dishman, and today we are talking fit-fits. Yes, well, not exactly, but we're going to talk about wellness programs in the workplace, how effective and beneficial they are, and what employers need to keep in mind when it comes to the federal laws that do provide employers incentives to offer wellness programs. Before we dig in, I want to introduce my colleague, Heather Widra, who's joining me today, who just wrote an article on this subject. We'll link to Heather's article and this podcast on our website. Heather brings more than 15 years of experience in the areas of civil rights and employment law. Prior to joining EPS, Heather was a senior attorney at a Washington, D.C.-based nonprofit legal services organization that specialized in legal assistance for people living with HIV AIDS and for members of the LGBT community. Heather's practice focused on employment discrimination and workplace rights, including disability and medical leave. Heather developed and conducted trainings on topics such as the Affordable Care Act, employment discrimination, and workplace rights. Prior to that, Heather spent several years as a trial attorney in the Disability Rights Section of the U.S. Department of Justice, where she investigated and litigated complaints filed under the Americans with Disability Act and Rehabilitation Act. Heather earned a Bachelor of Science in Clinical Psychology from Tufts University and her law degree from Fordham Law School, where she was the Editor-in-Chief of the Fordham Law Review. Welcome, Heather.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: You're so welcome. So are you telling me that all of these Fitbits that we see not only in our personal life, but we see around the office aren't just for our personal use? Employers seem to be getting in on this fitness tracker bandwagon as well as individuals. So tell me about that. What are employers doing right now?
1: Sure, and that that's exactly right, Lisa. At least half of all companies who offer health benefits to their employees also offer employee wellness programs. Now, to comply with federal regulations, wellness programs must be reasonably designed to promote health or prevent disease. So these programs generally offer help with things like smoking cessation and weight loss. They may involve organized lunchtime walks and runs, in-office yoga, meditation, In addition, some wellness programs will require participants to provide information about their health, either by having a medical examination or completing a health history questionnaire. These medical inquiries generally are designed to identify potential health risk factors, such as high blood pressure or high cholesterol. In some workplaces, participation in the wellness program is completely voluntary. But in others, participation in the wellness program is required if an employee also wants to sign up for the employer's group health plan.
0: Wow. As an HR professional, I have an entire host of questions (laughs) um, related. I mean, as an HR professional, you can see how health, personal privacy, and a host of other, uh, other things come up when you hear that employers are doing this. First of all is, I know most employers go, it's probably expensive, there's administration costs, but what are the early reviews indicating? Are they effective? Or I'm sure they're trade-offs, but, but tell me a little bit about um, what employers are experiencing when they've put these programs in place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And what's happening is that reviews of employee wellness programs are mixed. The proponents argue that helping employees develop healthier habits will reduce the employer's health care costs and build a happier and healthier workforce. The hope is that wellness programs may reduce absenteeism, achieve higher employee productivity, reduce workers' compensation and disability-related costs, reduce injuries, and improve employee loyalty and morale. Remember I mentioned that some wellness programs offer group yoga and lunchtime exercise? The thinking is that employees also may benefit from the social network created by a wellness program. And last but not least, in our fitness-conscious society, these programs may benefit employer recruiting. Companies that have wellness programs may be viewed more favorably by health-conscious potential employees. Of
0: course. Those all sound like noble goals, and certainly the benefits are could be extraordinary, but there has to be downsides. I think perhaps I might feel pressured to excel, to join, first of all, but also to excel within a wellness plan in addition to the work that I'm actually being paid to do as an employee. Might I not have enough on my plate already without adding this um, wellness opportunity to my list of things to
1: do? Yeah, Lisa, that's exactly how some employees feel. Some people find that trying to set aside time to exercise during the busy workday actually increases stress. At least one study that looked at wellness programs found that the pressure to exercise caused by a workplace wellness program actually increased employee stress as it caused some employees to feel singled out for being overweight or pressured not only to do good work, but also have good workouts. And despite their good intentions, there was also evidence that wellness programs actually do not reduce employers' health care costs or result in better health for employees.
0: Hmm. So that would lead me to question, there must be presumptive cost savings or some health insurance benefits that are ostensibly associated with the program, even though the data may be mixed in terms of bearing that out. Can you tell me a little bit more about the potential cost savings or insurance benefits that might lead employers to implement these programs?
1: Absolutely. There can be cost savings for employees. Employers sometimes will offer breaks on the cost of health insurance premiums to employees who agree to participate in a wellness program. And employers may offer other incentives as well, including cash or extra time off, prizes or small gifts for people who participate in a wellness program or who meet certain wellness milestones.
0: That all makes sense. So all the HR flags went up in the earlier part of our discussion. So let's talk about wellness programs and their intersection with the law. You've mentioned that there are incentives for employers, but it can be complicated. So can you step back and walk me through the legal issues that I need to contemplate as an employer before? introducing a wellness plan?
1: Yeah, I sure can, Lisa, and that's right, it can get complicated. As I mentioned earlier, some wellness programs ask their participants to fill out a medical history questionnaire or undergo a medical exam, but there's a law called the Americans with Disabilities Act that applies to almost all employers that says that employers cannot require employees to provide medical information to an employer. Employees are allowed to provide health information to an employer as part of a wellness program, but only if they do so voluntarily. So if an employee works for an employer who conditions participation in its health plan on participation in its wellness program, and if that wellness program is the kind that requires an employee to provide health information, you start to wonder how voluntary the employee's disclosure of her health information really is. In other words, Most working people really want and need health insurance through their employer, right? That's a huge benefit of working for most people. But if they must tell their employer confidential details about their health in order to obtain that insurance coverage, that starts to sound very much like the employer is requiring the employee to disclose confidential medical information. And an employer who requires an employee to disclose confidential health information risks running afoul of the Americans with Disabilities Act
0: no one wants to run afoul of the Americans with Disabilities Act or be subject to protracted uh, concern and litigation. So there are benefits to these programs. There are trade-offs in terms of the legal implications potentially. So given all of that, Heather, if I'm an employer and I see the benefits and I'm interested in implementing this program, what am I gonna be able to do to implement the program and minimize my risk when it comes to wellness. Are there steps or things that I should think about before I contemplate this program?
1: Yes, yes, absolutely, Lisa. And the good news is that there is more clarity in this area as we speak today than there was when I wrote this article in March. And that's because in May, the EEOC issued a final rule that applies to employer wellness programs. The EEOC is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, and that's the federal agency that governs private employers. And this new rule that the EEOC issued makes clear that employers cannot condition access to health insurance benefits on participation in a wellness program that requires employees to provide information about their health. The final rule also says that employers may provide limited financial incentives in exchange for an employee answering a health-related questionnaire or having a medical exam as part of a wellness program. So employers must be very aware of the limits set by the EEOC in its final rule and be sure that any incentives they offer are within those limits. And in order to make sure that all requests for health information are voluntary as the ADA requires, employers should not require employees to participate in a wellness program that asks for health information or deny an employee's access to other benefits within the group health plan if he or she elects not to participate. And finally, employers must be sure that they explain in writing to all employees what health information will be obtained as part of a wellness program who within the company will see that information, and what measures the employer will take to ensure that all employee medical information remains confidential.
0: That is terrific guidance, and I feel inspired to head off to a lunchtime yoga workout. Thanks, Heather. (laughs) Thank you, Heather, again, and thank you to our listeners for joining us today. You can read Heather's article on this subject, learn more about EPS services, and listen to additional Real Solutions podcasts at our website, epspros.com. You can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+ and listen to our podcast, both on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'd love to hear your feedback and better understand the employment practices challenge you face as an HR or employment law professional, and we hope you'll join us on upcoming podcasts. Thanks again.